This is Up for Debate, episode number 239, recorded August 17th, 2022. Insert coin, our summer of video game movie adaptations. Tonight, 2005's Doom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast for the two hosts and everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by the original BFG. That's right, the best friend guy. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Aw, that was really nice. That was a nice intro. How are you, Sean? And I came up with it on the fly, so I'll take credit for that. Uh, I'm doing great, Matt. Better ones. I'm doing great. Yeah. The, the summer's coming <laughs> to an end. Um. And 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 right. and with it, our our grand trek into the world of video game movie adaptations. Thank God. Yeah, and according to uh, this this film that we watched today, uh, we've only got about four more years, I guess, until they discover the uh, portal to hell. And of course, it's under Nevada. That that totally makes I, that, that tracks. Yeah. How do you think they even found it? Like like they said it was archaeologists, but how do you do you just like? stumble on it or like they were probably uh the same archaeologists that have been looking for the lost city of gold maybe since forever and maybe they uh they were commissioned by the history channel to go down there and honestly uh, find the city of gold or the city of aliens they they should have just called uh they should have just called the guys who found the stargate which is the same plot as the this movie um, have you seen Stargate, yeah. Matt? That seems like a movie you would have watched. I have not. I've not seen any of the Stargate. No, none of, none of the show, not the movie, none of it. I, I, I I'm aware of it. I'm yeah. kind of loosely familiar with the concept. Uh, interstellar travel through the Stargate. Yeah, but it's ancient. But, so it's ancient Egypt. Like, and yeah. it was buried, and archaeologists found a portal. Yes. To space. Yes. It's Loosely familiar with the concept. Yeah. I, I've just never seen the anyway. movie. But Matt, we're uh, not here to talk about Stargate. We're here to talk about yet another yeah. video game movie adaptation, 2005's Doom, based on the video games series of the same name. Uh, we've got, Matt, it, 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 someone get your telescope, because we've got a world of stars in this one. That's right. All your favorites, from Dwayne The Rock Johnson to... Carl Urban to <laughs> Roseman Pike. And well, that's it. Actually, I no, there's um there's one there's one kind of known person in here that I I was surprised I was surprised to have stumbled upon. The one who plays the weird pervert marine. Oh, Richard name, Blake. I don't remember. Um Yeah, Rich, the, the Richard Blake's the actor. Yeah, he he played the Night King in Game of Thrones. Oh, I haven't seen that, but that's great. No, he's definitely, he seems like a Game of Thrones kind of guy. And um, that's about it. I mean, what kind of surprised me about the cast, I don't know if you, if you knew this, but um, according to IMDb, Dwayne Johnson is the only American-born actor of all the main the main actors involved. Fascinating. Um, he also was offered the lead role of uh, Grimm, John Grimm, 
Uh, but he turned it down. He, he said that he thought the role of Sarge was more interesting. I I couldn't I couldn't see him in that role as Grimm. Um, it was a good call. It would have been a. It was probably a good call. The only way it would have worked is if if I mean if if they had gotten with the original plan, if they had followed through, was actually to have Arnold Schwarzenegger play Sarge. Um, the reason that that fell through is there was a controversy that uh, it was supposed the, the movie was supposed to be made in like the late nineties. There was a controversy about um, kids were playing with like a chainsaw. Because in the game you have like a, a chainsaw attachment to your to your some some of the some of the guns, they were playing with the chainsaw and like pretending to be the Doom guys, and I guess they like mutilated or and or killed each other with the chainsaw, and so um, they they could not greenlight the film in that context, so um, that that film got canned, and then eventually I guess Schwarzenegger was either getting too old or he passed up, maybe he had other commitments. Couldn't fulfill the role. Somewhere in a parallel universe, and, he was in this movie with so co- alongside either uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Dominic Toretto, our very own uh, Vin Diesel. Also was which was is crazy because he, he would have been just coming off of the Chronicles of Riddick, so uh, which I think is not similar but not dissimilar either. So could it could have been a nice through line for him. Right. Um, he's in the new Avatar movie, Vin Diesel. Yes, I heard that somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, it's on his Wikipedia page, so go figure. Okay. Yeah, he's confirmed, he confirmed that um, he is in fact there. Yeah. Well, those <laughs> imagine him with blue, uh, with blue face. I'm so excited. Yeah, okay, I actually I, I might go see it just for that. Because the obvious thing is for him to play a militaristic human bad guy, but make him a yeah. Navi, goddammit, James Cameron, come on! Oh, they're going to. I I I fully expect them to. You can't get Vin Diesel and then not make him, not blueify him. Now, uh, now, Matt, as is tradition on the show, we spoil our opinions right up at the top. We don't keep it a secret from the fans. I want to hear your opinion on this movie, Matt. Overall, my opinion on this movie. Yeah. Give us the overall. Give us the headline. I guess I, you know, I, 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 uh, I didn't want to bury the lead. Um, because this one, uh, this might surprise you, Sean. What was your opinion of the movie? I, I like how I ask you and you turn it around. You ask me, Yeah. you know, Matt, doom is interesting to me because, I'm not a we've talked about I'm not a video game player. I've never played never been a video game guy. But I am a I am pop culture knowledgeable, which means I've I, I know things about things I haven't seen or done. So I I had heard I knew what Tomb Raider was. I knew what Super Mario Brothers was, even though I never really played the games. But Doom is one of those pop culture black spots for me where I just know nothing about the game. I don't know why it was popular. I don't know what it's about. I don't know any of the history of it. So I was a little blind coming into this movie. So I decided I was going to watch the movie trailer first for Doom, get a little flavor of what I was going to watch. And the trailer was horrible. The trailer, it was a bad trailer and it made the movie look so crappy. And so I was dreading watching it. 
I kind of liked it. I, I, I kind, Matt, I kind of liked it. Now, again, it's, it was the same with Tomb Raider. Am I saying this is a good movie overall? No. But were there, were there enough elements for me to like smile throughout and kind of enjoy watching it? Yes, I watched it in one sitting. I had no intention of shutting it off. I enjoyed it. What did you think? Sean, Matt? this is uh this might be a first in the history of Up for Debate. <laughs> I kind of liked it too. What? And I say it's a first me because I was fully expecting, having done the show with you for now, like a- approaching a decade, I th- I was fully expecting you to not like to, to not like it at I all. I didn't think and, I was. I thought you were gonna you were gonna just come in here and dump all over it. I liked it too. I th- I thought it was a fine. And like I said, like I think I'm right where you are, where it's a fine film. It's not like it didn't do anything amazing. It didn't blow my mind. It didn't like you know w- wouldn't I wouldn't rank it like in my top thirty, but. It was it was fine. It was it was a. I thought it was even. I would even go as. I would dare to even go as say good, but like still somewhere in the middle. I, it was a a lot better than I was expecting, and a lot better than I think it it deserved. With the, I mean this this film was critically panned. Oh um, yeah, no, it was heavily disliked. I mean my my term for this movie. It's not that it's good or bad. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like like that's the bar I'm going to set. Yeah, eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, average by the rating way, of four out of ten. There's barely any plot, and what plot there is is weird and not good. The dialogue is fun, I think, more so than it has reason uh, than it should than has any reason to be. Um, I think the acting is fun, um, and it just. I wrote in my notes. I swear to God, eighty percent of this movie is people slowly walking through the dark. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. it. Is it's another dark <laughs> movie. We we've kind of trended with that this summer. I feel like we've watched a lot of dark movies, like just just dark in terms of absence of light, not like like thematically dark. But this was another dark movie of, of, of assuming to cover up the bad CG, which there wasn't really that much bad CG. And it was even a, and it was up. there was some decent practical effects. You know, I yeah. thought towards the end of the movie when the rock is turning into the monster there i think the effects those were practical and i thought they were pretty decent for me the the story and the characterization is really where this film shines where doom doom as a movie shines um i think that they they do they they really do a good job crafting the characters and and i i know like it's hard to do that as number one with this many characters, right? Cause yeah. the whole team, basically the whole team of Marines, you know, you had to, you had to go out of your, and they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to go out of their way to craft each of their personalities. They gave each of them like a, like a minor backstory. They, they touched on, on their, their character development on, on their, their, um their sense of character, like their individuality. They didn't have to do any of that. Right, they could have just said these are just you know six or seven dudes. They're gonna most of them are gonna die in these tunnels, but they go out of their way to like kind of get you attached and, and get you to liking them, which really I think goes a long way for me. I think that the, that um they really really goes a long way because then when, when now that you're attached to the characters, 
you want to see the the film play out, right? You, you have your favorites. Will they die? Will they not die? I certainly hope like this one makes it. This guy is a sleaze bag. I hope he, he you know, whatever happens to him, I don't really care. I, I, I really like that. They, and they, and they do a good job that now are they a little two dimensional? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you got the, but you the want that game. in this movie. You don't yeah. want like real character depth and, and motivation and growth in this kind of movie. No, no. Cause it would take too much time. And the runtime, the runtime was pretty fair. I, I thought like, uh, it was a little over two hours, I think, or no, a oh, little under, I mean, a little, I was going to say two hours. there is an extended director's cut. I watched the unrated version. Okay, then you probably that saw the director's cool. cut. I watched the... Oh, no, I watched the Array version because the F, uh, the Rock swears a lot. Yes, um, a lot. A lot of swearing. But that, that's, that was about blood. an hour 40. Uh, the director's yeah. cut's over two hours. Mine was hour an hour 53, but most, you know, okay. credits and, and things like that. Um, but, you yeah, know, you're, you're, you're right. You don't want... Um, you don't want to spend too much time on that. You don't want to spend too much time with the, like you know, making a backstory. You want, you kind of want it to grow organically. And I, I thought they did a good job. I really liked the dynamic. I, even though I, I didn't think that the, the actors at all did it justice, but I liked the dynamic that they were going for between the characters, um, Grimm and well, Grimm and Grimm, uh, John Grimm and, and Sam Grimm, the uh, Dr. Grimm. Um, yeah. As brother uh, which, and sister way- having that, that backstory, um, again, I don't, I don't really, I didn't like the character. The, the actors didn't have any chemistry whatsoever between each other, but I liked the, um, that they were the way it was written, um, giving them, you know, a commonality. And in the end, they, they I think they had the most development throughout the movie, especially John Grimm. Like he, he definitely, he, um, he, he definitely has a, has a lot of, a lot of development as, as his character, but um, I I loved the twists. There were some twi- really unexpected, well, genuinely unexpected twists in the movie that I really th- didn't see coming. This movie did such a good job. Well, first of all, I think the brother and sister decision was one of the best the movie made. Not making them love interests because it 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 allows you to focus on them as character and not there's no will they won't they kind of stuff it's like no they're focused on the same goal even though they have a backstory and there's no distractions from that so that was smart but the, i think the best thing this movie does is pacing this movie i i wrote in my notes it's wild that only 20 minutes into the movie they're already on mars looking for the monster i looked at my mom like what are they doing for the next hour and 20 minutes like they can't do this for the whole movie and they do, but it doesn't feel long because of the way they bring pairs and trios of characters together and then split them apart and mix and match them in different parts. And then the reveal of the monsters where they really slow roll that, where at first it's like, no, it's just a crazy guy. And then, Oh, maybe there's something more sinister going on. And it's like, Oh, they're monsters. And it's like, the monsters are people. And it's like, but the people are coming back to life. Like they really space that out so well that it doesn't feel monotonous like if you actually enjoy the whole length of the film even though they're just doing the same things over and over yeah and and it's one thing i think where i'm mean, where they um where the film could potentially have gotten stuck is that it's the the scenery is very one note mm. right it's all just underground caverns oh, so and underground visually labs. bland there's very something bland. visually yeah, interesting very, very about this so the 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 struggle. I mean, I think the story then has to shine to to make up for that. And I I think it. I think the story really is is the best part of the film. 
and the, and we could talk the special effect. I thought the, the 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 fact that they didn't it would have been so easy for a film that came out in two thousand five to lean on the CGI, and the, I don't really think they did. I, I think that I mean more or less they they used it where they had to, and I think as a result this film has aged better than a film like Tomb Raider because they didn't they didn't over utilize the special effects the computer generated special effects specifically um because this that really could have aged imagine if they had like computerized everything the caverns it would have just looked like a really old crappy video game um but uh now you 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 have not played the games correct you didn't play the original doom no so i did do a little research before the episode tonight, after watching the movie, saw a little playthrough kind of, I mean, obviously at the end of the film, and we'll, we'll talk about that at some point, the first person um, perspective uh, of the game. But no, I, I've never actually played it. Because that, I think that also my, added to my enjoyment in the third act. Um, I, I played, I, I remember playing the game. Um, I definitely don't have like, a lot of memories of it wasn't like one of my favorites, but it was a game that I, that I did play. Um, and, and that the whole last act with the, like when you were watching it, the, the first person, that's a scene I could see in theaters hitting really well. Like people watching it for the first time in a movie theater, when that first person mode kicks in and he's like going around, like, because that's the game. That's pretty much like what the, you know, that's the game right there. Um, and he's got the, it, it and hit hard. The, in, yeah. It hit hard yeah. in my house on my TV. I started yeah. cheering because <laughs> I didn't know it was coming. And I'm like, as soon as they like did the, as soon as he like sits up and you realize it's his, I'm like, and he looks in the mirror and sees himself. I like, I totally yeah. know what they're going to do. And it's, it is, be the, the it's game. such yeah. a fantastic shot for however many minutes that goes on where he's killing different stuff's coming out. I mean, it really did. It felt like a video game without being cheesy. Which, which I really, I, that was, I was smiling ear to ear during that. Cause I'm like, this is, this is very cool. Yeah. Um, it, the, 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 the first person shot reveal hit very hard for me. Um, the BFG reveal hit very hard for me. What I, another little addition that I put in my notes and, and this is where, this is kind of where I guess I, I started liking the movie. Like I went, I went in it with the headspace of like, I don't really know like what I'm going to expect here, what, what it's going to, how it's going to um, land. But where the whole thing changed for me is when um, the, the, the first see the BFG before, I think it's before uh, the rock acqu- actually acquires it. Yeah. You see like, and they do screen. the, they do the camera shot of like the, they like rotate around the gun to make it look like the gun is rotating because that's how in the game all of the weapons would like do that slow rotate before you would pick them up. Uh, another little little fun thing I, I picked up online is that um, the BFG is stored in a locker that is designated IDKF IDKFA, <laughs> which is the in-game cheat code that players would type in order to get unlimited weapons and ammo. So. That was kind of just kind of a, a cool little nod. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. They had a, they had a couple of other little nods, I guess, to the game and and to the studio that produced the game. They had um, the beating that beating heart in the jar 
is actually the symbol of the um, the game studio that made that made Doom. So I thought that was kind of cool. They they do little, and I, I love that it's not it's an homage, but it, it's uh, it's it doesn't beat you over the head with references. Oh, remember like they could have they could have been really obnoxious with it and been like, oh, remember the the BFG? Like here it is in every scene. Like we'll we'll just keep we'll keep talking about it. We'll keep calling it the BFG instead. Like you just see you see the words BFG on like a computer screen, and you know exactly what it is. They don't have to keep you know referencing it over and over. I I like that. I think we talked about that when we when we talked about Street Fighter. We yeah. talked about how it was it lean was good into with, it. Um, yes, it was it was subtle subtle references and homages, but not not like so you know in your face constantly that it's just going to keep beating you over the head with. Uh, with references. So that was kind of nice. Um, but yeah. Overall, yeah. I, not that I, bad. No, I mean, I, I thought, I thought the acting overall, I thought was good for what they were given. Like I really, we might disagree on this a little bit. I'm not going to beat up any one particular actor. Roseman Pike grew on me as the film went on. I thought Carl Urban was fine. Um, I think Dwayne Johnson really is the the star of the movie from an acting perspective. They give him, I mean, he just delivered those one-liners like it's nobody. Man, can that guy shout. He's so good at shouting. Um, and I think the 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 absolute funniest moment of the movie, I, I literally laughed out loud, was when he said, uh, was when he gets pulled out the door and he says, I'm not supposed to die. Because it's because it's true. I'm like, well, the rock isn't going to die. He's the star of the movie, and he's like, I'm not supposed to die. And then obviously he comes back. But um, there, there, there's definitely some good one-liners in this. Yeah, that was that was a good line, especially you know, yeah, given the fact that it's the rock, and that the whole the, for the entire movie, he's the hero, right? He's the he is the like, which is protagonist uh, for more the or fact less. that turn. And again, it's that's what's good about the structure of this movie because you're not totally surprised like he's clearly been like a mission guy and all this like it's not a shock but you as a viewer who are used to seeing movies like this we've seen it over and over and over again you expect that oh he's gonna realize the error of his ways he's gonna be the hero in the end and the fact that he just straight isn't was was great i i love that and we're back, uh, and I may edit this. Sorry bit about up, that. I, I must have been frozen in uh, in in the the underground caverns of Mars. No, he, he went through the arc, and now he's a little uh, off balance. I, I was I was I was frozen like that guy uh, when they, which was a really really cool effect, by the way, when the alien tries to go through that like invisible door, the nano wall. Yeah, the nano wall. Yeah, which I I love that they gave the. Um, they gave the Marine like a fear of it. Like he had like this, this, this weird hang up about going through those walls. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, what's his name? What's the, I, I don't know. It's hard to keep track of their names. Uh, I believe it's destroyer. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Or Duke we, we could, was one of we the could two of that. One of them, yeah. Either Duke or Destroyer. They um, they have a fear. Yeah, they have that fear of going through the the micro wall. Yeah, I just, I just like that they had that. That they uh, they included that. This is another part to to add to their kind of to their backstory. Um, yeah, there, there wasn't a know, lot like, of gimmicky future technology, but what there was was good. Marines. Yeah, 
Um, but uh, the thing I was saying was that there were there were a few points that you could um, look at like like twists like like story beats that actually work out as twists that I think were were actually really interesting right to me the whole the whole thing starts to unravel when you find out that they're they're doing human experiments in these labs um that's kind of where a lot of the, the story kind of turns itself on its head because you're like wait the whole time you think these are aliens like you know coming through some kind of weird portal and then you're you're finding out these are actually like they've been performing human experiment that could have come off as very cheesy and dumb but the, I think the way that the story approaches it is is kind of smart um, because then it, it, it really kind of shows like every you can't trust anybody um, because the scientist is in on it. Dr. Grimm, like she's obviously had a big part in the program and she's like, no, oh, we weren't we didn't we our intention wasn't to hurt anyone. Um, and from that point on, you can't really trust anybody. So then the, when the rock eventually and I think p- people could be divided as to whether or not this is a betrayal or if it, is it just a, you know, a Marine being a Marine, a Marine, like he's, he's their, their squad leader. And he sees this as open mutiny when the, when the kid defies his or his direct order. So he shoots him, um, you know, paranoia and, and fear sets in. But I think that a sizable amount of the audience would might even defend his actions or, or justify them. Like, and I and I like, I like that. I think that's just interesting that that they they, it's you know, it, it presented this this dichotomy between characters that I wasn't expecting to see. Well, and I think it's I think the Rock at, at the point in his career he's at today, I don't think he would ever take a role like this. Like he oh, is no. such a good guy, hero. I mean, the fact the part of the film where where I think at least I finally got like, okay, this is what's about is when they're, when they're back on earth and he says, Hey, we have to kill everybody. And the kid stands up to him and says, Hey man, this isn't, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm not going to do it. And you, and I I really think the film has set you up to at that point say, okay, the rock's going to change his mind. And he just shoots the guy through the throat and you're like, Holy shit. And the movie takes a real, and you're right. There are moments in the film where it kind of gets turned on its head. Um, and you really say, wow, they went there. Um, so that, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Now, what did you, uh, what did you think of the, cause we haven't really talked about the plot too much. Um, I, you know, one of my traditions on the show is I like to read opening di- uh, monologues, opening dialogue. Uh, and this movie throws a lot at you very quickly uh, that you're supposed to just like, uh, it goes, uh, in the year 2026, archaeologists working in the Nevada desert discovered a portal to an ancient city on Mars. Okay. Uh, they call this portal the Ark. 20 years later, we're still struggling to understand why it was built and what happened to the civilization that built it. So right away, they're setting the floor for you. You know, you, you just got to get along for the ride at this point because there's you're not going to get much more explanation than that. And then obviously they're doing, as you mentioned, illegal illegal procedures. Did I was trying to think of the extra chromosome thing and their aliens. And then if, if you get the extra chromosome and you're a good person, you get like superpowers. But if you're a 
bad person, you get turned into a monster. And then uh, there was another just one of the more stupid lines in the movie where um, where she says something like, uh, you know, there's 10 percent of the human brain that hasn't been mapped. Some say that's the soul. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, that, that, I, ugh. I really, I really, um, I, I actually, I was lo- just looking in my in my notes because I did write about uh, the science, the pseudo scientific aspect of the film. Really didn't land for me. I thought that that was probably the worst part of the whole movie. They were. It's a shame because they really didn't have to over-explain anything, right? But once you start talking about genetics and you start saying things like, well, they have an extra chromosome, so that means they have superpowers. Yeah, a grab bag of superpowers. You walk into – yeah, you walk into very problematic territory with that because that, you know, we know from from actual science and actual data – right? Extra chromosome does not equal superpowers, you know, usually deformities, usually other, other things, but, but the film didn't have to walk itself into that corner, but it it chooses to, and it it really tries to lean on it. I really didn't like that. I thought it, it could have been an element they discovered on Mars that they didn't, they had never tested on humans before, like a natural element in the soil. Right. And they, they start giving it to humans thinking it's like, could be a cure for diseases and the humans they're experimenting on are, you know, these criminals, murder, wanted for murder, condemned to death. Um, and that really does, that really says something about um, human experimentation, right? And you get into that that kind of area, that kind of, of, uh, of, of conversation. But to say like, oh, we're going to give them an extra chromosome that first of all, doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not a thing. You can't, you can't do that. And, 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 uh, second of all, it, it doesn't certainly would not give them superpowers. And I think that, I think that it, they would have been maybe more conscious of that had the film been made today. Um, but they went, they went in that, in that direction and, and didn't really, that one, that didn't really, that didn't really work for me, but, um, I, I thought that they, yeah, it could, it could have just been an element found in the soil found naturally in Mars. And and we want to see what it's going to do to these criminals and whatever. They forfeited their lives anyway, because they committed murder and that invents a whole, a whole conversation about things like that. But instead it's just like, we'll give them an extra chromosome, make them superheroes. Yeah. Well, and that's, and then you get to the logic flaw. Like at the end of the movie, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, wait a second. So if the idea is that if you have a psychopathic tendencies, I think it's a line used in the film. You turn into a monster. Throughout the movie, maybe, I don't know, 50, 100 people get infected. And yet, Reaper is the only one who doesn't turn into a monster. Does that mean every single other person who worked on the Mars base was a sociopath? And was a bad person? I I, I think I I wrote something to that effect in, in my notes also. It's like... Is that yeah? That, I thought maybe they were trying to imply because they were working on the program they were bad, but uh. but Doctor Gr- because the program itself was bad. But Doctor Grimm, like even she says, we never really in- we never intended to hurt anyone. So I guess it calls into question: Is it your intention? 
our intentions greater well, than will and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there were like innocent, which by the way is another point. Why would you ever bring your children to your weird Mars research base? Like there were like kids hanging was, out, which of course is like it was, the half baked uh, backstories of the Grimm's. It was bring your child to work month. They, you know, it very clearly oh, seemed like they were living on the base. I mean, you have to, I guess, if it was in, on Mars, but. And they were all bad people, I guess. I, I guess. I, or maybe they just didn't, they hadn't really researched it enough. And it wasn't all bad. It was just maybe like random or, or the, the anomaly was that it didn't affect certain people. I don't know. They get into, they get into some like strange territory with that. Uh, and again, I don't really think they needed to. This movie didn't need that. Um, I also had this nagging idea in the back of my head. What if this movie wasn't called Doom? Like, what if this movie was just a standalone Space Marine movie? Um, take out all the references, which we complimented earlier. And you just make it a movie about Space Marines on Mars fighting aliens because you don't, it doesn't really get doomy for me, really until I think it really. I mean, the aliens with the the the, the tongue and all that. But then at the end, when you finally, you know, the realization that um, Grim is 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 the Doom guy, which cleverly is his nickname is Reaper, uh, mm-hmm. in the throughout the movie when he actually takes on that persona of the Doom guy. That's where I think you get into um, you get into like the actual like the, oh this is Doom I remember like now this is the, the movie Doom I don't know I think it would have been kind of interesting if um, it would have been kind of interesting if they had gone in that direction of like this is just a what? like a regular sci fi movie but by the end I was like kind of I was kind of glad that that they uh, they had made it the way that they did. Well, you know, I'll say that um, the what's I mean, this very much falls into that traditional uh, deep blue sea comes to mind. I mean, movies where characters are trapped in something and have to escape something like it is a genre. Um, So I think this movie would have been as unsuccessful if it had nothing to do with Doom, because I just think there's only so big of an audience for this type of movie. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't think it being a doom filmed helped or hurted it. I don't think it really made any difference personally. Um, though I wasn't there in 2005 when it came out. Um, so I mean, we, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Um, I'm trying to think of what else about this. I mean, I honestly, there's not a ton they're not telling, did you have a particular favorite squad member? Um, and let's say let's say for the point of this conversation, you can't pick Sarge or Reaper. Sure. Uh, from from my money, I and I want to make sure that I get the the right one. I think I liked. Uh, <laughs> I think I like Destroyer. If it's if it's the one that I, I think we're thinking the one who hung out with the doctor most of the movie was yes, Duke. that was Duke. Duke, okay, Duke. I'm sorry, Duke. 
Yeah, we we had them confused. Duke is and yeah. Duke is the one that had the fear of the the door because yeah. he he came off as like comic relief, which I I always enjoy the uh, comic relief. Um, I always enjoy the comic relief role uh, for the most part. Just uh, uh, and, and I think that this this you know every squad has one and and uh, I. I I think he had he was the only one that I think had good chemistry, if that's possible, with with, with Rosman Pike as uh, as Doctor Grimm. Yeah, they were a great I, pair. I I thought that I thought he had more chemistry with her than uh, than than her brother did, Carl Urban, uh, as, as Doom Guy. Um, but uh, yeah, he'd probably be my favorite. What was what about you? Um, I think that's a totally reasonable answer. I think I, I got to pick my number one guy though. Mac. Mac. The character okay. who had two lines and then got his head chopped off. Yeah, he, but you know what? His, his lines were, his, his, uh, his scenes were pretty cool. They were quick, but I'll tell you why. I, I liked that they had that, that guy Pinky. I guess was the um, the one who tried to go through the, the the transporter, like half his body got sent to another galaxy, another dimension, or something. Yep. Um, he t- he. There's one scene where he tells him, "You don't look like a Mac," and the guy says, "Like my name is uh, Katsuhiko Kamonosuke Takahashi," and uh, the guy was like, "Oh, okay, Mac." But then he kind of he gets his revenge on him because there's a part where, sh- like, shit's going down, and he th- he just like he's he's assigned to protect him. He throws him a pistol, and then he's like starts walking away. And the guy's like, "You're supposed to protect me," and he's just like, "I just did." And like, so he kind of gets his he gets his comeuppance, which I liked. I thought that was I thought it was going to be like a little bit. Oh, okay, this guy's kind of a racist asshole, but he he gets uh he gets served. He gets served, and and I like that. So very cool. Good for Mac. I thought. Yeah, I think the no. Honestly, if I really had to pick one who wasn't Mac, I probably the kid. I like the kid. Um, it, it was it's kind of a useful role to have on a team like that. Um, even though that's kind of a crappy nickname, I will say, I was really bummed out by Carl Urban because I like him a lot. Um, in general, as an actor, I've liked a lot of the things he's been in. Um. Including his first ever role. You ever see the movie Ghost Ship? No. I have not. Um, it's not a good movie. Uh, and I only bring it up. I only remember the first five minutes of it. Because the rest of the movie is terrible. Um, it's a mysterious ocean liner that disappeared in 1962. This crew finds it. Um, but the reason it's interesting is because in the first five minutes, it's like back in 1962 when the boat was a cruise. The people were on it. And a line snaps and cut. There's like a dance party on the, on the top of the ship on the deck, a line snaps and cuts them all in half. And it's an awesome scene. Cause then everybody's their tops just like slide off their bottoms. It's great. You should look at the opening scene of ghost ship. That's the only thing I remember about it. Um, Interesting. I wonder if that's a, uh, if that's the reason that, that, that character, is he the one that plays pinky? No, the no Carl Urban. He plays Grimm. Oh, Carl he Urban. We're Reaper. talking about Carl Urban. I was yeah, going to say sorry. because 
that that would have been uh would have been perfect for maybe they could have swapped their uh they could have swapped their roles. Dexter Fletcher plays Pinky. Marcus yes. Pinky Pinzarowski. He's the one that that is half uh his, his legs are his like basically from the waist down he's all cybernetics. Um and I also shout out by the way Carl Urban in Almost Human, the one series uh the one season show uh from a couple years ago that's very good of course now on The Boys. Are you are you do you watch The Boys? You know, it, it's been recommended to me it's and great. so far I, I have not, I, but it's on, it's absolutely on my list. It's I recommend on my, it. My top very of my good. list. So I will. It's very, and he's very good in it. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, anyway, it, it's definitely on the to watch for real. Um, any other, uh, any other thoughts on this film, Matt? I've got one or two notes left here, mainly around the the facility on Mars, because I wrote the design of this facility is bonkers. Uh, Grated floors, random hallways, perfect for an action movie. I even wrote, does it make sense to have a giant open sewer in your Mars research base? No. No, no, <laughs> no. Think that really makes sense. No, but the whole thing There's is made no up water, of like, right? It's it's all grimy so, hallways and yeah. like great graded. Oh, oh, have you ever been in a building where the floors are like that, like metal grate, where like oh, yeah. stuff can jump up and get you, or where there's like yep. every every hallway has like a, a single exposed air duct running right through the middle. Yeah, yeah. It, of it, course, it's these know. cliches. I love them. Oh, it's. A, it's it's just to be to be depended on. Every door has uh, a keypad. Like this, yep. you know. By the way, the keys that she enters, clever little reference to Close Encounters, right? The 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 tune that she puts in is that like from the beginning of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I've never I've never seen that. Oh, okay, if you if you saw the movie, there, there's like a a very distinct melody that that is like throughout the movie used and that's like there when she enters the keys cool that's a another cool little nod to another sci-fi film um i just i guess the only thing left here really to talk about is the end credits i thought were awesome some of the best end credits in uh in in film for me uh the first person shooting and did you know uh, another little fact about those um, is that when a cast member's name would appear, they either get blown up or shot, depending on how that character died in the in the movie. Oh, really? Or oh. if they didn't die at all, nothing happened to them. So that was kind oh, of cool. Fun. That was like, yeah, another little kind of little reference to uh, to stuff. It was that was it was cool. It was very cool. Um, I I, what did you think of the ending? Like, what did you think of that last scene? Uh oh, where they like get in the elevator and. Yeah. It's how it needed to end. I I don't, I don't, I don't think it was a slam dunk. Yeah. I don't know if it was, did it stick, really stick the, the landing? I don't know. I mean, really after they blew up the rock, which was great when they send the grenade through the arc and, you know, blow it up. um, I don't, I don't think they're needed to that. Like they blow it up and then they just kind of look at each other and say, that was that. And that's kind of the end. Um, but you're right. Unless they actually go to the service and you see them there. I don't, I don't know what else could have really been done. I don't let me put it this way. I don't have a better idea. So. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought it was, 
It was, I think it lines up with the game. I can't really remember, but I, I like that how they, when they battle each other at the end, it's a lot like, cause I don't know if you knew, but doom was the, one of the earliest, possibly the earliest first person shooter game. Yes. So, um, it, uh, not, not just first person shooter. I meant first person shooter with multiplayer. So one of the earliest games that had a multiplayer feature and therefore one of the earliest games that had a deathmatch feature where one player could verse another player. So I thought the idea of him fighting, um, even when, when they're both still human before they both mutate, which another kind of clever twist is that they, you know, they both undergo a mutation. Um, you know, one turns into a monster, the other turns into the Carl savior. Orban. He turns into, into, um, right into the doom guy. Um, yeah. So kind of cool nod to the, like the multiplayer, uh, death match aspect of the, Although, of the game. They, yeah. they did the same trope. We saw it in street fighter. You see it in every movie and it drives me crazy. Every time it happens, Oh, put down the gun. Let's fight it out with our fists. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh don't. But do at least that. they didn't have to. They didn't have to use war- like I hated. I hated in in Tomb Raider. It was Street Fighter and in Tomb Raider. They did the same thing. But I hated in Tomb Raider when they said no guns and they threw it. But in this yep. one, he just he, he he puts it up in the air and he fires. What you know is his last shot. He's only got one shot left in the chamber. He shoots it. So now he like he even he couldn't even pick it up if he wanted to. And neither could the rock. Like no, you know, it's it's expended, and now we're just going to fight. I think so that cheesy. that implication was that that they were both out of ammo, not necessarily yeah, that it was. But it's still cheesy. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's still cheesy, and that's okay. but it, but but there I'm was a re- the, the film gave you a reason for it, and they even they even they did. explain it. They even explain it because he's like, "How much you have left? Half a clip. How much you? One round." And he fires he fires it, so you know, like he's tapped. And, and, you know, he's got half a clip, which means he only has X number of shots and he uses them by shooting him in the air. I loved it. I thought that was, it, it wasn't like, it was, it was a good enjoy, fight. they didn't stupidly resolve to just like put the guns aside and you knew there was no chance that they could even pick them up again because they were tapped. Yeah. Good fight. Um, overall, a good movie. I will go ahead and say it. I think it was, it was much better than, than expect, uh, expectations. Um, going in now, Matt, I have to ask, I will be shocked if the answer isn't no. Is there a drinking game for the movie doom? Sean, you know, there is no, come on. I, I nobody, nobody in their right mind would take the time to develop a drinking game for doom. There always, there is always no. a drinking game. No There's way. Always a drinking game from our friends, nerds on the rocks. Oh um, my god! This one is. That's, from, by the way, that's a good gimmick. Why didn't we come up with that? Nerds on, you know, doing doing drinking for nerd stuff. Why didn't we call our podcast "Nerds on the Rocks"? Damn, I think it's too late. One. I think they already have one. Yeah. But um, all right, time to lock and load. To quote Jurassic Park, "Life finds a way." Uh, I mean, fate would have it that we are in the middle of. Oh, this must be their own gimmick. They, they have their own thing. Uh, and I won't plug them on our show. But they do have a, uh, a drinking game. So would you like to guess what is a part of their drinking game? Oh, boy. If I were writing the Doom drinking game. Um, take a drink. 
every time something goes by in the background. Like I'm not, it's not every time a monster shows up because that's too easy. Only when it goes by quickly in the background, you should take a drink. Um, Every time. Every time the rock says the F word, which he did many times and I enjoyed it every time because he's so good at swearing. Um, Every time C23 or the 23rd chromosome is mentioned. Um, what else? And then you got to finish your drink when he goes into first person mode at the end. Yeah. Once again, I, I would, I would absolutely incorporate all of your ideas into, into this game, but none of them were here as far as I can tell. Oh boy. Um, and these are cleverly named also. They, they kind of go along with the, with the achievement aspect of, uh, of, of the game. Um, the doomed take a drink whenever a soldier is referred to by their call tag. See, that's seems too like much that drinking. Yeah. 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 It seems like that happens a lot. Uh, I would sub that out with, with your, what you said with, with, uh, rock, the rock dr- uh, dropping the F bomb. Yeah. I think that's, that's more sparingly. He does it. He does it frequently enough where you'll you'll enjoy your drink throughout the movie, but it's sparingly. Uh, DPS deaths per second for every. Oh wow, for every death or kill in the movie, take a drink. These people are out. For any These headshot, are. Is this website for alcoholics? Oof, yeah, take two drinks for a headshot. Now, if it were, I, see, that's too simplistic to me. That's like if it were every time a member of the squad dies. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, in that, in that first person sequence failure. at the end, he kills like 50 people in five minutes. Maybe these are, these have to be beers, right? We're not talking cocktails. Matt, I think you could do this with water and you still might die. <laughs> True. Um, know your role. Every time the rock barks an order at another person, take a drink. That's not bad. Which is, that's all he does. That's his whole character. I feel like. Yeah, no, well, you're I guess right. If it's a specific order. Yeah. Um, okay. That one's fine. Weapon select. Anytime a character changes or reloads their weapon. Okay. Bonus BFG. Anytime sure. the BFG is mentioned by name, take a drink. That's a good take one. Two drinks when it is acquired. Sure. I like that. I like that one. That could even be a, a waterfall finish your drink moment when it's, when it, he gets the BFG because it happens once. And lastly, we have duck and cover. Whenever characters are told explicitly or attempt to get into cover or lockdown, take a drink. Take two drinks if someone just misses safety. I like that. I actually like that last one. I would limit it to like just the times they're told, you know, get down or get back or whatever. Like, yeah, I think that's a fine one. Yeah. They're told explicitly to get into cover. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like that that end that end bit though. If someone if someone just narrowly misses it, you take two. Um, I I can't I couldn't find a like a cocktail for this movie. <laughs> Thank unfortunately. God. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> I to don't know what it, it would be. If I were but I would making be afraid one, they would. I would be very very scared that they, they would talk about it giving you a 23rd chromosome or 20. Well, that's what you got. You got to call it the 23rd chromosome. I think it's got to be it's got to be red. Like the surface of Mars. 
24th chromosome. 24th. I know how many yeah, chromosomes. Come on. I'm a scientist, Matt. I know how many chromosomes are. You got to think back, Come on. think back to 10th grade biology here. Yeah. I would make the drink red. I think I think maybe like a spicy Bloody Mary, maybe. It's a bloody movie. It's, it's red bloody. like Mars. It's got a little spice to it. No, that's 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 pretty. That che- I think that checks. And also it, it kind of looks like the cover of the original game i would say yeah garnish it with like something green or you could go like you could make it look like the the goop that the bfg fires like hey little blue blue, goo coming over the side sure blue curacao is always fun there you go but yeah i can't i can't find it unfortunately if anybody out there can link us to a uh a custom cocktail for for the film doom 2005 let us know. Uh, now, Matt, it's uh, it's time for my segment. We gotta we gotta rate this movie. We we gotta decide our our final thoughts on 2005's Doom. Uh, I suppose I'll go first because I'm already talking, and I'm gonna rate this on a scale of one to twenty four chromosomes. And uh, I, I think I already mentioned. I think a good measure, I think, for this su- this whole summer of movies is. Did the movie accomplish what it set out to do? It's not whether it's good or bad. It's did it set out what it meant to do? I would say Super Mario Brothers really didn't. <laughs> they did not make a Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't know what they made. I would say a Street Fighter absolutely ended up what they set out to do. I think this film is exactly the film it needed to be. I think it it was made for a moderate budget with barely any stars based on a video game with no real story to it. And in the end, they crafted a thrilling action film. So out of 24 chromosomes, I'm going to give it a 20. 20 chromosomes. That it, That's almost, almost a whole human. person. Almost human. Let me see. Are there any... creatures out there? Yeah, they never really give a good name to the creatures in the movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, if we're going on this on this metric, I will give this film. I think your your twenty sounds about right. I think. Uh, I think if if we look at we look at it in fives, right? In sets of five, if if there are, right? We're we're aiming for tw- our, aim, our aim is for twenty four, um. So that doesn't make sense, but like we well, we give like eighteen give like would be seventy five percent. Right, right. We give it now. We become a math pod here. <laughs> we give like we give like, I would say eight points for the characters or eight chromosomes for the characters, eight chromosomes for the. Uh, story story really deserves like 10 um and then i'll give like two more for um the rock having the rock in the movie and his his acting is always great we, we have a lot of experience with him on this show uh from our fast and furious series I, i'd probably land around 20 as well it's a good score um, good movie. I, the remaining four i think would have come from if they had just spent a little more time thinking about their choices when uh, they were doing the science for this movie and uh, the research. And 
uh, the, the the bleak ass environment of the of the whole thing could have been a little brighter. I mean, I get it; it's you're underground, but like, I don't know. Um, now that being said, do you have any desire to watch the sequel film? <laughs> Wasn't it direct to DVD, if I remember correctly? Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure it in 2019. Wait. Yeah, they 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 made a uh, they made yes, a new one in 2019. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So 14 years later, Doom Annihilation, starring even less known people. Starring starring almost nobody that you would know. Certainly nobody from the original film. Um, I don't know but what is Alex it on? Kane from Forbes called the film good, trashy, fun. I mean, it's got 40... and this movie got a, an average rating of five out of ten. Yeah, it's got forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, so this actually this actually was re- received better than the original maybe. movie. Maybe I mean I maybe no probably not. I'm not gonna I, watch. I'd it. give it a um, shot. Well, well, you report back. You patrons. let me know. Only our patrons. Again, I think you're going to be much better off with the new Mortal Kombat than you are the new Doom. That's um, again my tip for our patrons. That's that that's like the second or third tier right there. Now, Matt. This wraps up our summer of 2022, our look into video game movie adaptations, or at least the first run of it. Who knows? Maybe future summer we'll do beyond uh, 2005, but we've seen five movies now. And Matt, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a choice. It's it's tradition. We got to rank them. I got I got to make you pick the best and the worst here. There's only five to choose. Mind you, we ranked like, what, 30 James Bond movies or something. So, yeah, we're we're pros at this. You only got we're five pros. to rank. Do you want me to go first or have you thought about yours? Um, I'll go first. I'll go first. I've, I've given it some. Th- I think this actually won't be that difficult for me. I agree. Um, OK, so I'm going to go with the, the the from the bottom up. So these are these rankings are in reverse order, I guess you could say, or ascending. Um, my least favorite film that we watched over uh, the the summer would be Tomb Raider. Unfortunately, got to go with Tomb Raider. Um, Angelina Jolie's acting was just just too one note for me, and and her I don't even know if to blame her or blame the writers for barely including her in her own movie in terms of speaking roles and content. Really didn't like Tomb Raider, so Tomb Raider's bottom tier for me. Um. Up above Tomb Raider, I'd probably slot Mortal Kombat. Uh, I, th- I definitely liked the film better, like more. I liked it more than you did, but um, it doesn't really stack. I think against the other movies, and I don't want. I don't want to put Mario there. Mario probably deserves that spot. That that <laughs> slot. I don't want to put him there because it's Mario. So uh, I'm gonna instead. I'll, I'll I'll put Mario at the the third from the bottom tier safely in the middle um it, it's you know weird but it's still mario and uh uh and i and it, i i think that it it definitely deserves a place in in uh in our canon and in our history and i'm gl- i'm glad the movie was made so this is probably the first one that i could say I, i'm glad was was made uh and then after mario I, like, I feel like I, I changed a little as a person when I saw it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. for, maybe for the better. Um, after that, I'd go Street Fighter. A second. I didn't forget one, did I? Uh, Street Fighter second? No, Doom. Oh, wait. Doom would be second, and then my favorite would be Street Fighter. Right. Yes. Right. 
That's how I would do it. Yeah, my my ranking is is almost identical. I think obviously the most interesting one we watched was Super Mario Brothers. I think the one I enjoyed watching the most was Street Fighter. If I had to rank them, the only thing I would change about I agree with your top three um, is I I think Mortal Kombat is worse than Tomb Raider, and the only reason I say that is because to me Tomb Raider is I could use a lot of words to describe it: boring, mediocre cookie cutter, whatever, but it's not bad in the way Mortal Kombat is legitimately like unappealing to watch for me. Like Tomb Raider, like I wouldn't ever go back and rewatch it, but at no point was like, I'm turning this off like 10 minutes into Mortal Kombat. I'm like, I cannot believe I have to watch this stupid movie for this show. Like I was mad. So that's the only reason I rank it lower. And by the way, I think it's a more interesting movie. <laughs> you know, if you force me to rewatch one, I actually might rewatch Mortal Kombat because who knows, I might like it better the second time around. Um, but I just don't, yeah. I, I just can't I, rank it above. I know you really didn't vibe on Mortal Kombat, but I'm just going to say you weren't the one that had to eat like <laughs> a dozen yeah, we, White Castle hamburgers. I was going to say, we didn't, can we get a Doom <laughs> Taco Bell update? Did you get Taco Bell for we, Doom? We did not. I did not uh, get Taco Bell while watching Doom. Um, I, uh, just, I, I was just not feeling up for it. <laughs> and I think Correctly. understandably so. I think yeah. an entire summer of, uh, of, of, of crappy fast food has, has put my body into a situation where I think next movie I'll, I'm going to, pe- I'll probably take out the celery sticks and, uh, hummus. Um, and that will be, that'll be my, my go-to snack for a bit. Um, very smart. Indeed. Indeed. So. Well, Matt, that was our summer of video game movies. What a treat. Our, our blockbuster summer is over. And we only got one more thing left to do this summer, Matt. It's our summer book club or reading list. I forget which one we call That's it, but right. it doesn't matter. We picked two books at the beginning of the summer and we're finally, you had all summer to read them. So I don't want to hear any excuses. Uh, next week, we are going to be discussing going clear and for some insane reason, the Iowa baseball confederacy. Matt, have you have you read either book yet? I have, I have, I have not, I will admit I have not read, I have not finished. I'm, I'm, I started going clear. Okay. Um, and turns out converting to Scientology is very expensive. So, um, but, but, um, I, I will, I will definitely finish the the book by, by our deadline. Oh, sure. I won't, I won't, I won't have to be in detention. And, um, you forgot the best part. Once we finish our summer reading books, we get the free Personal, personal pizza from pizza hut. Yes. Yeah, okay, we baby. really should get Pizza Hut to sponsor our, our episode. We, we and, should. Uh, all it takes is a personal pan pizza. That's it. And you all you gotta read, you just gotta read 10 books. That's it. What, like we're not asking you to like mow 10 lawns or like no. you know, shovel 10. And by the way, driveways. nobody checks that you actually read the books. You just gotta put stickers. Just get your mom to put just, stickers yeah, just, on just the Just have them lie and get you a free pizza. It's a good <laughs> scam. Right, the mom, your mom doesn't have to, uh, no, have to pay for that pizza. No, they it's want a free, a free pizza. That is a kid. free pizza, my friend. Um, Believe me, take it from an adult, <laughs> an adult right? teacher. You will, you will not, you will not be offered many free pizzas without some kind of catch. They always come with a catch. It's always, oh, here's a free pizza, but now I need you to help me move, or oh, here's a free pizza, but now you have to sit through this boring ass meeting. Your your days of free pizza are limited, and I, I just I'm saying. Just go out there and enjoy them. I can't believe it. Can. I, you know, Matt, I know you're like joking about booking that. 
I legitimately thought it wasn't around anymore. No, I think it's still. I think I, it's well, still they, they have a whole bookitprogram.com. They have a whole website. You can enroll. Well, now I think the, the difference is, is instead of getting like stickers, it's probably an app. It's probably like a phone app. Ugh, I, in fact, I guarantee app it's a phone app. I guarantee it's a phone app that is probably run by Scholastic. Uh, and there's probably a premium edition where you have to pay like a dollar a month or something to, to be a part of it to get like special stickers. Oh, there! If this doesn't exist, we should absolutely make this. No, there, there, there is an app. So the way you enroll, okay, you read. I'm giving myself ideas over here. You track it in the digital dashboard. When your child meets their goal, they receive a certificate for a personal pan pizza. Damn! Another opportunity wasted, Sean. As always with us, Matt. Uh, and by the way, the other thing I'll mention, so next week we're doing the book club, and then you know what comes after that. It is Sean Tember. It's the most magical month of the year. Sean Tember is coming, and Matt, I've got some great things cooking up, including another great taste-off with our friends Dan and Colby, who will be joining us uh, for a mystery food I'll soon be sending to your home. Can't wait. Spoiler alert. I will tell you my first idea that I very almost did and then rejected at the last minute, which is Ice I was cream. at no. Well, that's a shipping <laughs> thing. But no, I legitimately was going to buy you guys like cans of like uncooked beans, like kidney beans and garbanzo beans. And and I, I was I was going to send you each like six different cans of beans and make you eat the beans like out of the can and like tell me what you thought of the beans. I thought that would be so funny. And I just couldn't. You're my friends. I couldn't do it to you. See, I, I would I wouldn't have minded that. I just think I would have. I, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge fan of, of, uh, opening cans. Like I, I can, yeah. obviously I'm, I'm a grown man. I can open cans, but I had a bad experience once where I cut my finger opening up a can of chickpeas. Yeah. I was trying to make, um, I was trying to make homemade falafel with the chickpeas and I sliced my thumb on it. So Ever since then, I've been very, very leery. They're dangerous. There's got to be a better way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So instead, can I plug a guess? You don't have to tell me if I'm right. No, you go go right ahead. By the way, I haven't settled on one yet. So, Chef Boyardee products. Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one. I I am. I was thinking some box. I guess I can. And or SpaghettiOs. It's not going to be a surprise. I'm leaning towards things like breakfast cereal. Okay. Um, okay. Candy. I haven't I had breakfast boring. cereal in, in years, Sean. Well, I'm and not you know what's fun? Guy. You know what's fun is I'll get a couple classics, but I'll also get a couple wacky ones in there. So you might get mm. to try something new. That could so, be fun. Yeah, something that... Think, thinking about that an one. old favorite, like Reese's Puffs. Yeah, it's, had, w- listen, long time. whatever Target's got, maybe you'll get a Kashi Goldlean in there. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, Sean Tepper's coming up. It's going to be a great month. You guys got to go to UpForDebate.tv. It's our website. All the links, including all the past movies we did are there. If you missed any of those, of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Look for Up for Debate with the video version on YouTube. And of course, you can get a hold of us, UpForDebateTV at gmail.com or tweet at us at UpForDebateTV. We're going to wrap it up here. Matt and I got to some books we got to go read. So we're going to we're gonna end it here. Uh, but we appreciate you guys are like the personal pan pizza for us when we're done reading. So what, what a reward. We're looking forward to it. But until then, I'm Sean. He's Matt. We appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time for another great episode of Up for Debate.
This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.